Welcome to AHIC Talks, a podcast for the Arabian and African Hospitality Investment Conference, the annual gathering of the hospitality and investment community for the Middle East and African region. Tune in each week to hear our team at AHIC share insightful conversations with industry leaders and innovators in the hospitality and investment community. And now, let's dive into this week's episode. Delighted to have Jalil McCure, the CEO and founder of Innovate. Welcome, Jalil. Thank you, Jonathan. So, Jalil, where where do we have the luxury of speaking to you today? I am currently in uh, sunny Dubai. Sunny Dubai, and you've just returned to Dubai from Toronto, I believe. That's correct. 421 days of not traveling, uh, being with my family in uh, in Toronto. It was great to be with the family, but fantastic to be back uh, in action in Dubai. That's great. Well, uh, nice to have you back in Dubai. And you have very successfully launched Innovate during COVID. Tell us a little bit, a bit more about how you've managed to do that, almost entirely virtually. Actually, completely virtually. Um, throughout those 421 days in, in Toronto, we've managed to secure some very prominent clients. We've uh, managed to develop the platform, raise our seed fund, hired people around the world from Asia to Europe, to Middle East, to the US, North America in general. And all of that from the comfort of my living room, dining room, home office, garden, and the likes with people working almost across time zones from the four corners of the world. So it's been an interesting challenge, but a fantastic adventure as well. Fantastic. It's really uh, interesting how we've all managed to to carry on with our businesses uh, during this lockdown period. Jalil, tell us a little bit about yourself. When did you actually get into hospitality? Got into hospitality about 30 odd years ago, a bit more than that, actually. <laughs> and spent the last 30 years uh, swimming across uh, swim lanes in hospitality. Spent about a third of my career with, uh, with um, uh, operators, uh, Intercontinental and Marriott, not to name them. Another third of my career with ownership groups in Asia, in the Middle East. The last third with advisory, asset management, valuations, et cetera, groups, uh, brokerage firms across, uh, again, uh, worldwide, but uh, mostly uh, covering the Americas and also Middle East and Africa. So I sort of bumped and moved from uh, swim lane to swim lane within the hospitality and within the hospitality operations, real estate, finance, asset management, et cetera. So you're in a really good position in terms of understanding data, revenue management in the hospitality space. So what is the problem that you're trying to solve with Innovate? So the problem that we are solving with Innovate is the problem that I and a number of my colleagues in the industry have been suffering from the past 30 years and, and more for those who have been in the hospitality for more, which is our industry is, is really data rich. We, we generate a huge amount of data, but we are, I believe, and, and we believe uh, insight poor, uh, whereby we really don't use that amount of data efficiently and appropriately. And we also very much siloed in our industry We siloed structurally and organizationally. We have departments. We are siloed system-wise. 
as well. Uh, we are siloed, I would call it also horizontally between owners and operators, etc., etc. So we are a very siloed industry, or we have very siloed business models. And, and therefore, what happens is that all this data is really unutilized. And ultimately, those who are suffering from that is the investors and the operators, because they are not uh, having in their, at their fingertips, the information, the intelligence, the data that will allow them to make the right decisions, either operationally or commercially or investment wise. So what we've been doing traditionally in our industry is really to throw bodies at the problem. And more people, more analysts, more Excel, more crunching numbers and re-crunching them and re-crunching them as opposed to being able to sort of access them centrally and making much, much more sense out of it. Uh, so the one thing is the access to the information. The second point that we are solving here is also the integration of all this data together and how one influences the other and the correlation between one set of data and the other one. One obvious uh, example is, you know, the cost of doing business. So cost of bookings from different channels is very different. Everybody is talking about, you know, net rate and how can we calculate our net rate? Well, if we had an integrated uh, set of data, we would immediately know what would be our net rate pretty much for every single booking that we would get and then be able to analyze that and make those decisions, et cetera, et cetera. So the integration between all these data sources is, is critical. And last but not least is the speed at which we access this information and the ease of analytics behind it, because uh, our human brain is obviously limited with the number of intake and input you can put into it and the amount of output it would produce. But you know, using technology and data science, to be able to crunch all this data once it's available, once it's standardized, harmonized, homogenized, and once it's all integrated and what, what you do with it. And what you do with it, you need, you need technology and you need data science to help you uh, navigate and extract the insights, et cetera. So we are combining human intelligence with regards to experience and expertise together with artificial intelligence and, and, and then computer science and data science for us to be able to, uh, you know, harvest all this data, but then make a lot of sense out of it and, and spit out and help operators, owners and asset managers make those right decisions and break down those silos, sort of democratize the decision-making process uh, as opposed to keep that into silos and, and therefore very, very inefficient. I can understand where the data is coming from, from big data, from STR, UNWTO, WTTC, etc. But what about the data from hotel companies and who has ownership of that data for you to be able to access it? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, all the data that the hotels accumulate be through the various systems. And you, as you know, there is more than a dozen systems that hotels use from the property management system to the point of sale system and the ERP on accounting system and so on and so on. All these systems that are implemented within hotels and each one of them serve a specific purpose. Ultimate ownership is with the ownership group of the hotel, the owner of the hotel. Now, the owner of the hotel gives access or gives the operator the right to obviously use this information but ultimately when the operator leaves the property they, the all this data is given back to the owners because that's the owners own that 
Now, I was talking about exceptions of, of this data, but when it comes to loyalty programs, this kind of uh, sensitive information is owned by the operators because this is sort of their loyalty to their brand. So any loyalty data that is outside of the sort of what is consumed within the hotel is belongs to uh, the, uh, the, the, the operator. But other than that, all the other operational data is uh, ultimately owned by, by ownership groups, uh, ownership of uh, owners of hotels. So uh, they, you know, they can absolutely collaborate with operators and have access to this data. Uh, and for that, the way Innovate works is that we, uh, on behalf of our clients, and it could be operators, owners, or asset managers, on behalf of, of those clients, we would connect to those hotel systems, basically pump out this, all this data on a regular basis, weekly, monthly, daily, whichever. And then with this data, uh, build around it all the analytics systems and our engines to, uh, to provide the, uh, the output to uh, the clients. And how many data points are you obtaining from hotel companies today versus what the, what the hotel companies were obtaining in the past? That's that's also very interesting. So if you look at just the property management system and you look at software like revenue management systems that actually pump some data from the PMS or the property management system to predict what rates you should be selling your rooms in the next few days, weeks and months. Those RMS or revenue management systems use about 30 fields of data from the property management system, three zero. That's 30, imagine 30 columns, so to speak. We actually extract from the PMS 600 fields of data for each uh, reservation out there. So we extract as much as anybody could, and that provides us a, a, uh, a extremely deep data pool to, to utilize uh, to provide analytics. And that's only on the room side. Then we have on the property, uh, on the point of sale system, which is the, on the FNB side, and the accounting side. So all together, we're talking about thousands of, of fields of data, data points that we are extracting from all those systems internally, plus the data that we get from outside, which is a lot more even. One of the challenges that we had when we launched the bench in 2001, which we merged with STR in 2008, we started working on the food and beverage side. So we had a food and beverage bench. And one of our challenges was having too much data. Because of that, it was difficult for the operators to actually use it as a management tool because of the abundance of data. How are you managing that? And how are you providing for a system that helps the revenue managers get the concise and correct information? Well, that's also where uh, artificial intelligence comes into play and data science. Obviously, the if we have too much data and you don't have the right systems in place to be able to extract the insight from it you'd you'd probably end up uh, in a sort of a paralysis by analysis situation where you'd have way too much data uh, to deal with and that's precisely why it's important to understand the ability that data science brings to to the table as well as using the right technology and in, in particular, artificial intelligence to be able to decipher this data and really just uh, extract from it the, the juice and, and, and what's critical and what's important. And we use supervised machine learning and it's supervised because you need experienced people, people who have uh, hospitality experience to be able to 
feed and direct the, the, the system and the machine on where it should be uh, thinking and where it should be looking at. So it's really a combination of human intelligence based on the experience and, and expertise of people in the field together with the, the power of, of data science and, and artificial intelligence that helps us you know, focus on what's critical and extract the, the, the key insight from there. How many hotels do you currently have on the system? So we are we're currently uh, deploying about 150 hotels in the 14 countries, and that's about 20 different, uh, across 20 different brands. Um, and most of the international brands are represented into the portfolio of hotels that we are rolling out. What's your biggest challenge at the moment in obtaining new clients? Really, I think it's the the mindset and the change of mindset. I was talking to you know tech people that are involved in many different industries. They consider hospitality as one of the sort of the slowest to adopt. I want to call it not technology in general, but specifically data-oriented um, technology, I guess. The financial world has embraced that a while ago, and we see how efficient they are. So I think it's really the change of mindset and, and, and that the industry is, needs to go through, and precisely in recovering from this horrendous crisis that, we've just, uh, that we are and just experienced, is a mindset of looking at how can we be more efficient how can we use data intelligence to our to our benefit and not being scared and i've i've heard from some industry colleagues saying well you know are robots going to replace us in managing hotels uh, and all that the answer is absolutely not technology and data intelligence and data science and all of that is going to help us be better hoteliers because then we can spend more time on doing what we do best, which is serving the clients, understanding them, and you know, forging partnerships, as opposed to spending too much time in in sort of preparing reports and understanding, trying to decipher them, and all of that. Let's let the machine do that, and let's move on uh, with with doing what we do best in hospitality, which is being hospitable, and and uh, and doing our uh, job at, as as hoteliers. So. I think the mindset to change is, I don't know if I call it a challenge, but certainly something that is critical to work on with the industry colleagues for them to not to fear. The wider use of data intelligence is an opportunity, not a threat, uh, and, a, and a massive opportunity in being first to market, faster to market, uh, much faster to react. That would improve you know, customer experience because we will know better what to, what to do for our customers. We'll improve our profitability. We'll improve our, the happiness of our staff because then they will do work which is a lot more exciting than just crunching stuff uh, numbers and trying to prepare reports. I only see opportunity all, all over it. And, and some people see a risk and they see a risk for themselves. So I, I think that's the one thing that, that I would uh, hope uh, that we would uh, sort of uh, evolve and, and change slightly our, our mindset in the industry. I'm sure it's the biggest challenge, but also the biggest opportunity as well, not just for, just for the hotel industry, but also for destinations as well. Because if we can enrich destinations with data, then we can uh, evaluate what works and what doesn't work for destinations much more effectively than we have in the past. But the holy grail for you really must be maximizing profitable revenues whilst minimizing customer acquisition cost. That's absolutely correct, yes. And bringing value to our clients is really what we're, what we're aiming for, and that's what drives us every day. 
it's really not about having one more system. It's in making sure that the use of this platform that really integrates the information and data from all other systems does add value ultimately. And by improving customer experience and increasing loyalty to reducing costs to improving revenue and ultimately, obviously, uh, impacting very positively uh, and enhancing asset value and return on investment. And that's, to me, achieving that is, is our main objective. And that's what we live and breathe for. You must be providing predictive analysis for hotels, particularly in the, during this time of COVID, because the historic data is somewhat irrelevant. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. So we are currently working on developing a, a predictive model where we are, uh, you know, predicting, but not only, not only um, revenues, but expenses as well. And the revenues at, at the very, very granular level uh, of, of detail and, and information. Uh, so, yeah, so we are working on that intelligent predictive uh, engine. And, and that does not necessarily only rely on the past, but looks at also future trends. And uh, the idea is really to have a, a model that almost zero bases yourself all the time, rather than say, I'm going to look at last year plus 5%, rather look at what's out there, what's possible, and how can I get my share out of that? And where are we going in the future? And, and that's to me a much more reliable and sustainable uh, sort of predictive model than, than looking in the past. Excellent. Tell us a little bit about your journey at the moment in terms of fundraising, where you are since you launched Innovate. How's progress today? Well, I have been blessed to have uh, really amazing um, investors that have come on board. Uh, so we've uh, recently closed our seed round and we've exceeded our target by, I think, 60 to 70% even. And we've accepted those because they're just amazing profiles uh, from, from amazing uh, companies. Um, so we have uh, some of the largest private equity fund, I mean, individuals uh, that have been or are executives from top-notch uh, private equity firms like Blackstone or, uh, or from uh, investment banks like Lazard or Deutsche Bank or from the big four like ENY or from Bench, uh, some of the amazing uh, uh, conference and and, uh, and and media organizers and others. So we've been uh, we've been really blessed to have those great uh, great supporters from those uh, amazing organizations. Um, and then we are looking at uh, obviously progressing towards our Series A funding sometime next year, probably sometime early next year. And there's been huge interest into the platform, into the business model. So we are very uh, confident about, about um, continuing our, our journey in that sense. Well, Jalil, thank you so much for joining us uh, on our AHIC Talks. What a fascinating discussion we've just had with you and very much look forward to having you participate at AHIC in September, where we're going to learn more about your journey and uh, your successes to date. So many, many thanks, Jalil, for joining us on AHIC Talks. Thank you very much for having me and very much looking forward to AHIC, which is definitely going to be the best ever as every year it, it gets uh, it get better. But uh, very much looking forward to that. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks for listening to AHIC Talks, a podcast for the Arabian and African Hospitality Investment Conference. For a full transcript of this conversation, along with other reports and insights, visit ahic.com. 
We look forward to welcoming you and your colleagues live and in person at AHIC in Dubai from the 20th through 22nd of September, 2021. Register and purchase your pass today at ahic.com and save on the early bird rate. For any questions, email us at hello at ahic.com. Until next week, stay safe and keep well.